Hello, I'm John Bloomfield. Welcome to Wising's podcast in this episode, which is the first in an occasional series introducing our residency artists. So this year at Wising, we've changed the way we run our residency programme. At the beginning of the year, we asked artists to tell us what they wanted from a residency, what resources, what funds, and so on, and how long they wanted to come to Wising for. The result is that over the year, we'll be visited by over 40 artists, along with collaborators and their families. So this new strand in our podcast series hopes to help us get to know some of the artists passing through. So today I'm joined by Anna McMahon and Salate Tawale. Hello. Hi. Hi, John. <laughs> so Anna and Salate have joined us for just over a month in July and August this summer, both travelling from Sydney, Australia. So by way of a quick introduction, they both have very separate practices, but have decided to collaborate for this residency. Anna works site-specifically, creating installations which can be prepared, occupied, contested, altered and changed over time. Using organic plant matter, she re-examines the architecture of significant moments in her life through her own queer experience. Key works might typically combine industrial materials with plants and sex toys or fetish gear. For Salotte, cultural identity is a central focus in her research. A significant consideration in her practice is the inherent conflict of being from a mixed heritage that simultaneously ex- includes and excludes her from the dominant post-colonial narrative of contemporary Australia. Salote featured prominently in many of her early works which explored representation and identity, but lately has been working in a more documentary mode, filming family members and staying out of the frame itself. So Anna and Salote, how have you been finding the residency? Uh, very peaceful. Um, sort of like you you're not totally isolated but you could spend the day alone if you wanted to or you could um, just find a one or two people just to hang out with which I think is I really enjoyed that yeah I think that the the biggest um, impact it's had is that change of pace from being in uh, a large city to coming to the English countryside which is a landscape that neither of us are very familiar with and having time here to readjust to a different tide in a different way. pace yeah, yeah different pace um you've both been exploring quite a lot you've been yeah yeah our, uh wising's vehicle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is called the kengu yeah. <laughs> which is uh yeah we've been to um i guess we've been to a few we've been to an ancient forest and We've been down to uh, Grantchester for some wild swimming, swimming. and um, I've been able Picnics. to take in my one of my favourite things to watch is British crime. So there's a real vibe <laughs> of that going on. British, British crime dramas or just yeah. actual Brit- British crime? No, oh, so yeah, good point, uh, John. It is British crime dramas. Fictionalised crime. Yeah, so yeah. I could find myself in the middle of an ancient forest having walked a bit ahead of everyone else and hear a twig snap and be... Oh, and run back to the others because I've seen this in the, in the <laughs> movies before. Whereas I'm like completely oblivious and happy to walk through the forest, but unaware of potential crimes happening. Yeah, and I think it's like, you know, it does look very different. It's a different way of moving through spaces, like going on byways through mm. uh, fields, um, going to the shops. It's, I don't know, it's really, it's quite unique to here. And we can see, I can see definitely in Australia where they've tried to mimic that but of course, the the landscape is different. The um, temperature is different, so it can't they can't totally transplant everything here over there. Mm. Yeah, and also that sort of occupation of space that has happened in Australia is different too, obviously, and 
and for that reason it doesn't have that same accessibility. One thing that we've realised is that actually there's this sort of um, freedom in the landscape here because yeah. there's not so many animals. Yeah, like I remember. Insects about to attack you. <laughs> like, I, I think I remember you asking you, John, actually, um, you know, when we go out walking, what do we have to be worried about? Like, we know you don't have snakes, but... Well, not so know. many. Yeah. No, yeah. I think you guys were like, uh, maybe stinging nettle, watch out for that. And then we were both like, what does it look like? Or that, the, like, we've had a bit of a, a forage as well, just like the fact that there's so much out here that can be used in cooking or, you know, there's like heaps of... Um, slow berries out here heaps singing nettle you can use you can eat that pears, apples yeah we've yeah. eaten stinging nettle we've had we've sort of used a whole lot of their landscape as some of our pantry pantry too yeah. which is really nice that's that's great i mean it's such a benign landscape here um like even what what at the beginning of the residency you were kind of most scared of in terms of a threat like the stinging nettles that's actually something you can eat yeah. 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 You just have to heat it. That's how yeah. we got over our fear. We can have it as a tea. You can have it as, um, you a know, soup. we we I think we stir fried it up one night to mm. go with our meat and potatoes. It's quite an unusual taste. But I, nice. I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay, so, um, I asked you both to think of something that you brought to Wising. So that um, so something that you brought to Wising when you arrived back in July. So as I explained, this could really be anything. It could just be, um, you know, sticking quite close to the model of the library. It could be a text that's been shaping your research. It could be a piece of music, or it could just be um, a political issue that was on your mind. Or it could be a recipe. So just something that you kind of that you brought in with you. Um, were you able to think of something? Uh, I brought with me. I've just started reading Bell Hooks' uh, text. Feminism is for everyone. So. I've just sort of been reading a little bit of that each morning, so easy to read. But also, I think it's so being so far removed from people. I mean, it's just been interesting reading that text and kind of having a think about the way that I guess um, mainstream feminism affects the way that people, like general public, think about what feminism is. And so, um, I know this is. This is actually quite an obvious, like maybe feminist text to read, but I've never read it before. So when's it from? Uh, oh, I'd have to go back and check. It's not. Yeah. It's not too far ago. It was pretty recent. I feel like it was from the, the not late nineties. Yeah. Yeah, that's recent when you're my age. <laughs> but yeah, so I really <laughs> kind of uh, have and have thought about that in relation to cause, because being so transported away from Australia in relation to my last semester teaching and then also my own experiences growing up and thinking about what feminism was and that that comes from this mainstream standpoint. Pretty much that's what so I, Has it been feeding into your your work or has it just been an opportunity to um, just to, to research quite broadly and to read? I think it's... Um, I always see of those things kind of like feeding in quite broadly it's, it's things I already think about, but maybe it's given me, you know, um, it's more potent when you understand the historical context of something, mm -hmm. like how people's attitudes are framed. Um, and I think 
even though I already knew a lot of what was happening, what's being talked about in this text, I'm like finding out why, you know, why people have this attitude to feminism when really, you know, um, when the way I think about feminism is it's about changing the system. Like the current system doesn't work because of there's so many hierarchies. Um, and so I just guess I'm, I'm understanding that context has been really important to me. How about you, Anna? Um, I've brought along with me uh, three videos that I had shot on residency last year in London that I hadn't yet edited and hadn't put any sound to it. So they were all also somewhat to do with my experiences growing up on a farm in sort of remote Queensland in Australia. Um, and I felt like this was a good site to think through those ideas of how I might frame these videos uh, whilst also being on a, a, a site that used to be a farm itself. Um, so I've recorded some sound, but I've yet to sort of put the two together. <laughs> what kind of sound were you recording? Uh, it's actually me singing a song that at the time in my life I, I sort of considered to be my favourite song, which um, is it's called Stand By My Man. It's by, it Stand by Tammy... Man? Stand Wynette. By Your Man, sorry. Um, it's by Tammy Wynette, who's a country singer. Yeah, American. Um, and... <laughs> I think you're at, at the time, I think... Um, like looking back and reflecting I had an understanding of what the lyrics meant and I thought that that was sort of the ideal so it's also mm. been about thinking through um how things have changed since then it's also yeah like quite um a nice experience to be feeling like I'm back in a sort of space of uh, a farm or an old farm in a way or at least a house that has a lot of area of, of land around it that isn't occupied by other houses or other things. It's just a landscape. Um, has been a really excellent opportunity for me to think through those ideas. Yeah, being able to see a horizon line without a building, things like that. That you sort mm. of don't you take it for granted that. Um, when when you uh, don't have that, you don't. I don't ever realize how much I miss it until I see it again, and then I'm like, oh wow, this is so like. Is it it's free? Like free, it's open. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You definitely have that in Cambridgeshire. It's so it's so flat. Yeah, know. it's beautiful. Horizon just goes on forever. But mm. then also, if you if you didn't want that, you'd only have to travel twenty five minutes, minutes <laughs> and you could. Yeah, I think that's what I like about this space. You can have. Absolute emptiness, or you can have, well, not you know, emptiness in the sense of the landscape is full, and you're you are full, and you're in that landscape. But if you want to block that, you can. All you have to do is go up the road, and um, you can hang out with lots of people in a town. You know. Can you talk a bit more about what you've been d uh, doing on the residency? So I know you talked about a little bit. Mm, so that's been like uh, sort of recording that sound has been a bit of a side project in a way and thinking through those ideas is just sort of the natural way that you process things through time but collaboratively we've been 
actually using um, Wising as a as a space to invite people. Yeah. I, I guess we um, because we have our own practices and we both have collaborated with other people, but not with each not other. With each like other. we collaborate in life, but not in our practices. Mm. Um, we really we were thinking about doing a podcast. Um, and then as we were researching that, we sort of decided we wanted to find another way of, I guess bef we had decided what we wanted is other people to be a part of the work that we were making and that, that we would have a number of exchanges with people and respond to that. Mm. And so, um, we, because of this site as like, you know, we're staying in a farmhouse, there's many rooms in that farmhouse. We decided to invite people up. To, and then have uh, exchanges of food with them and conversation and, and see what would come out of of that experience. I think you framed it at the beginning as being about queerness, food and family. Yeah. yeah which really has been. It has totally been a about that. And mm. I think maybe when we first thought of how that might happen as a series of podcasts, maybe uh, we were just going to have conversations with people. But yeah. we realised by bringing all of those things together in one space for a, a short period of time that maybe we could try and be open to see what could come of that in the sense of like, could it be a video? Yeah. Could it be a set of conversations? Could it, why limit to just, mm -hmm. one, just one format? format? And I think also we realized that, um, after we, so our first guests came here after we'd been here for about a week or so maybe yeah. a little less and what we also didn't really want to spoil was the their the magic that you have here like of, again yeah. like that feeling of being able to see a horizon being able to sort of slow down to walk on some grass to we did i guess we didn't want to fruit off a tree ask them to labor on onto on our artwork yeah we we instead decided that we would maybe respond to these experiences and very much allow them to have a more um, um, organic kind of a experience here. It's In, interesting. It's like sharing the residence and it's taking what you find special about it and kind of yeah. sharing that with, I mean, were they, were they people you knew before? Were they yeah. friends in contact? Yeah, there were uh, all people that we, oh, apart from one couple that came that we'd sort of been in, put in contact with. And met maybe uh, years ago, but I guess all the others, that was the other thing. We were like, who's our queer community here mm. in a place that we visited but don't live? Mm. And so we, I guess we invited those, like, those, people. those people that yeah. we know. Um, Who also, um, I mean... Uh, we we didn't just sort of isolate it to people who were like oh you know we have to select people who are queer but it just actually ended up that that's a lot of our family yeah. here is like <laughs> um, queer people but made. also I think we were we were trying to get a mix of people who we know on a that are artists or a part of the art world and then people like that we just know for other reasons mm -hmm. and I mean I and that we realised that really quickly that that just kind of fits into this framework of queerness food and family like all automatically everyone's sort of a part of a a chosen family and um i guess a lot of people that we know are artists 
and then mm. there's other people that we know are that you know I guess we were kind of rethinking too about what creativity is for people as well yeah like, um yeah and 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 in that way actually with probably half of the guests we did sound recording for example mm-hmm. in the studio and with half of them we did video recording and then one of them uh, wrote some text and another one made a soundtrack like so it's been quite um we feel the video was a lot of the time almost like a documentation of the experience that we're having but it's not and we weren't like documenting the whole every experience because no. that then it becomes about the camera and where the camera is situated and how to react to that or how people <clears throat> so change. it might just be an after part of building something together in a forest or or like having going a swim. for a walk or yeah. having a swim that kind of yeah. so so you kind of um you went from thinking that this would take form as a as a podcast because we're just really opening it up do you have an idea about where this will end up now or you still just wanted to think about it and well uh, i mean the other element that influenced us deciding not to do a podcast is because neither of us have done that before nor are either of us very good at we've never done radio or anything similar and i think uh what we realized after like a week is that like well we're both artists like why are we forcing ourselves to make a podcast when we because I guess the format the that of that. To also realizing too that we have we work quite differently as artists. Yeah. So in the format of trying to work out the format of what our podcast would be, that's actually where our minds changed. Yeah. Like you know, um, the how that's like one of us was more like let's make it structured, and the other was like let's make it more free form. And then mm. I guess from that we're like okay, well we're video installation artists. We yeah. work with sound. It's a thing that overlaps in our practices. We lef- We work with uh, live experiences. And in a way, everything that's happened up to now are live experiences for a small audience. And, you know, our responses to that will be... That sounds like... I feel like I haven't answered your question. But <laughs> We've been asked people here I think to do it, live We're thinking of video... video um, we were thinking of a three-channel video okay. installation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the short yeah. answer. I was going to say, oh, it sounds like uh, still needs Vague. to be resolved. No. It's not, <laughs> yeah. What we've Doesn't been be thinking is a three-channel three video installation. I guess we, at this moment in time, we find ourselves at the end of most of the collecting, so we kind of are going through what have we got yeah. and then how might we arrange that. Yeah. yeah. We also have instructions, actually, from some of our people who ask that you know we might film twilight or something like that and so that's quite open Mm. it gives us something to do as a job and then there's a potential for that to be a part of it yeah okay so you've been here for about five six weeks now and you've got just over just under a week left Mm. um could you talk about something that you'd be taking away from rising so, mm. suppose all of those things are unique to the space. So, like an an understanding of what it's like to be in a sort of relatively rural setting in the UK, which is not something that I think either of us had experienced before. Um, also, like new relationships with people, with yourself, and with the rest of the staff here. 
recipes that you were just talking yeah. to me about kimchi actually and also i guess wilf we've has quite a few good recipes yeah we've been taught a few things we're, we're going to be taught we've shared a, a few of our own. yeah shared some of our own but we're quite uh, excited to learn how to make a yorkshire pudding <laughs> and to have a yorkshire pudding yes tomorrow night i actually thought it was a dry biscuit but I think that yeah. was the particular I one I got at the like pub. Done incorrectly. Like yeah, <laughs> so incorrect. Um, but as well as that, I suppose, yeah, this sort of um, situation where we've also had an opportunity to further those relationships with with people here in the UK. That I mean, it's not necessarily that we have known all of the people that came to visit from the UK, but that we were able to do that here as well. Because we're so far away, you can send an email and maybe have a Skype, but I think it's just been great to all hang out together. Yeah, Yeah, it's been quite interesting watching your residency and how you've kind of built it up and designed it almost, from, uh, but watching that mm. from the outside. True. And it's almost the way that somebody would do an urban residency where they're in a... They're in a um, city for a month and they'll use it as a hub to meet and connect with lots of people and Wising is mm. not you know because of it's quite hard to get to it's not usually that's not usually what people use it for it's not kind of ah. it's not good for that but what it is good for is once people are here you can connect in a much kind of deeper way and you can mm, do right. things that you couldn't do yeah in an urban residency so it's been really interesting to see and to see how how successful that has been yeah and I, I actually think for me, us coming in here to make this project together um, and then being able to just kind of really just experiment with what that might be through these invitations. Like mm. not, you know, I usually know somewhat what that final work will look like. And so us having this opportunity to just try something out, maybe in a way that we haven't done that before. Yeah. I think that I'll take away that, like being that just being able to kind of yeah, I've not ever made a work in this style before. I think um, yeah, that's interesting for you to say that, and and it is true. Like the amount of contacts we could have with, like over a dinner or something in London or in Sydney or anywhere Birmingham, wherever we might be. That's a big city where we connect with someone for maybe yeah two hours over dinner is not nearly yeah. as much as what you can achieve I th staying I think, for a day or two. I yeah. mean, I think it's something to do with um, you being very international and it's, you know, you're, mm. you're here, you're two hours away from London, so why wouldn't you? But mm. a, lot of, a lot of UK artists would come to Wising and use it as a way of like sh shutting the world out almost mm. for a period. Yeah. Not everybody. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just an observation. The one, uh, the one thing was interesting... For me, it's like when people got here kind of ready to do something yeah. and watching them kind of break down this idea that they would have to be on their toes, like we'd, be, we'd offer people a bath. And yeah. not many people offer you a bath when you come to Every stay. Every single person that came, had except it. for one, had a bath in the bathtub. And, and we would give them instructions. We'd be like, okay, so the bath here is amazing. And it's amazing because... You can lie down. It's got the thing for your head, like, and then you what you do is you open the windows up, and you can open them up fully, and you put some of this like bath salts. Salt. Oh, we had or, bath salts, or and also bath. this like bubble bath called Bedidas that has like <laughs> advertisement, super weird erotic ab advertisement. 
Um, and it would be like, put this in, run it, and just like sit there for like an hour and like don't do anything, just look out the window. We just would give people no time limit on that. Yeah. And so like, then spend as long as you want. And then often most people had more than one because they weren't mm. expecting. It. They're like, oh yeah, okay, we'll have a bath. They'd be but like, then oh, we, yeah. but then we wouldn't see them for a good hour, and that, and then we would prepare food and be talking to someone else or yeah, um, and and then so it was either that. Or let's go for a walk. And those two things really kind of made people chill out. Yeah. Just that reconnecting in a way to maybe to like their body. And it kind of just, I think that, I think if we didn't have that, and that's what I think significant to hear, is that maybe um, it wouldn't, people chilled out so much and then it made the rest of the, their visit with us so chilled out. Yeah. I didn't realise it was so structured at the beginning. That's that's really interesting, those kind of methods to... to get people, people to yeah. relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We would or, also or give them you... an Aperol spritz, usually. <laughs> it's like a hotel. Yeah, it was. Here's some instructions. So in, in actual fact, maybe for us a lot of the time, in the beginning, it wasn't quite that chilled out, you know, because <laughs> we're like... Spending time getting everyone else to chill out. Hosting. Yeah, hosting, yeah. Yeah, which I think is also, you know, um, something that we really wanted to do was to look after our guests and to make sure that they felt they could feel this space in some way. And lots of them stayed for, like, extra nights cause, or, like, an extra night or something or they'd be like, oh, I wish I could stay for longer um, because they were like, wow, this is just so beautiful. Like, it's so lovely to be in this landscape which meant that actually conversations didn't necessarily run over like uh, an evening mm. sometimes a conversation will go for a number of days or exactly yeah which was really great too picking up things and thinking through them and then waiting a night and then picking them up again and thinking through them again together it's really lovely sounds great <laughs> yeah mm. Okay, so my last question then is, um, what will you guys be doing next? So, um, I suppose what we decided to do as part of maybe how we were connecting with everyone that came, um, this common thing that happens, I don't, I don't know if it's, I, I mean, it happens with Australian residency. residency. So like the Australia Council residency in Paris or in London, um, there's often this book that's added to by artists got like the, the studio book and every time someone comes they write a section about you know sort of what they've done and like tips like you know if you need to get um, bread bit of know, whatever. <laughs> uh, like where to go or like how to use things and how to best work with the space that you've been sort of given um, or even just leave a recipe or yeah exactly so what we thought we would do is start that for Wising. So we bought okay. a book yeah. that we're going to start off with um, our, own our own things that we... Wow, okay. So they're just kind of discovered. like the advice of one tourist to another or one, you know, visitor to an, to the next one coming in. Like we might do a little international visitor section and have things like, if you want to get the train 
to London or like anywhere if you want to travel or somewhere. The butchers, like so, yeah. it's sort of a combination of things we got told, but things we packed up, yeah, picked yeah, up yeah, along yeah, exactly. the way. Yeah, and to also have it as a way of us documenting what we did here, so to say, during our residency, like just have a small paragraph about what we did. And I think the first thing though that we'll do in the book is to outline, you know, this is a book for you to share your stories or to share your tips or treasures or whatever it might be um and yeah obviously no pressure for anyone to add to it but it's also something that we thought um hopefully no one will take away (laughs) Um, (laughs) what what use are people going to have with information about the born butcher (laughs) (laughs) um but it's also quite lovely in these australian studios that you go to and you say, ah, oh, that person was here like in 2001 and or oh, that person was here in 1997. Oh, wow, they're like, like you know, they were 19 then and now they're, oh, they were 23 then and now they're my, they were like my mm. PhD supervisor or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, those sort of like um, progressions as well to sort of see who's been in the space and what they did too because, yeah, that that's always really like, sort of feels a bit like, spying in a way like reading someone's journal but in it's a, a communal journal a communal but journal most any legacy you get would tend to be much more formal it would be maybe some photos that were taken and then maybe just the art that was produced yeah so mm. just to have um yeah i guess just more of that like um almost like it's almost like a folk memory of the, the place of how that works yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like we'll probably put the steps on how to have an ideal bar <laughs> from our point of view or even just a photo of something as well yeah because i think actually by doing a few comments ourselves that are different things that potentially that'll generate somebody's idea they might not want to do 10 pages or even one page but they're happy to like draw a little picture in there or yeah leave a photo or something mm-hmm and then and then after Wising what do we do uh, next <laughs> we're going to London um, I have an Australia Council residency there and so we're doing a few different we're both doing different things mm. uh, in Bow on Bromley so I will no longer be walking through the fields to go to the shops you're walking under an underpass <laughs> from the fire station to the Sainsbury's but I guess part of my research here and my research for there has been visiting Fijian archives, um, so in, in Cambridge at the Museum of Anthropology and Archaeology is a huge collection of Fijian photographs and objects, and so while I was here in Wising I did visit to look at uh, the photographs, and then um, hopefully I'll come back to visit some objects, but I'm also uh, going to be going to Innova to also do some research and to uh, into contemporary artists who focus on, I guess, diaspora identities. And I think that's, you know, that's a huge discourse in Australia because we're all, unless you're Indigenous to Australia, come from somewhere else. So I'm just interested to see and what art, other artists are, are doing and how, um, and that, this library in particular because it's just focused on that and also how, um, what's being written, how's, how's that being written about. It's a great, it's a great resource. It's yeah, really, really yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and I'll be heading to London to hang out with somebody and to sort of do my own research as well for um, 
hopefully to start thinking through some ideas for an exhibition I have in London next year. At Auto Atelier? Yeah, at Auto Atelier. Um, and cool. then I leave sort of end of October and go back to Australia for a week and then go and do a residency in Japan for a month and a half. So we're just all about residencies yeah. at the moment. And the residency in Japan, I'm just like looking at very specific gardens. So, um, what were in Japan? Well, it hasn't quite been confirmed yet, but uh, the gardens that I want to look at are across Tokyo and Kyoto. So, hope I mean, I'll definitely be in those two cities, but it might be a third place as well. I'm just waiting to work all of the details out with them. But yeah, it's exciting. Okay. Well, thank you both for for joining me for this little uh, little chat. Yeah, thank you. Good to hear a bit yeah. more about what you've been doing here at Wisey. Thank you. And thank you uh, for having us. Yeah. Thank you to Wisey for having us. Cut it. Don't fall asleep.